What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of 101 Sports and Cards. As always, I'm Nathan Holloway, and with me, Jared Drish. What's going on? So we are going to skip the NFL this week. Not much news coming out. The only news really was that the NFL is, could be changing the Pro Bowl. They might be getting rid of the game altogether. I mean, it would be a smart thing yeah. for them to do because who since it switched it? to ESPN, I mean, who wants to watch it when all the best players don't even play it because they don't want to get hurt? Yeah. And the Pro Bowl is basically a flag football game. Yeah. We're going to move on to the association. The Warriors lead the Mavericks 3-1 to one after the Mavericks were able to get the win last night. Although they almost blew a 30-point lead to the Warriors bench, yeah. which was sad. And, I mean, it didn't help that there was a rain delay in the stadium because the Mavericks stadium sprung a leak. And Mark Cuban was not too happy while that was going on. Come on, Mark. Repair the stadium. <laughs> So, do you think, can the Mavericks become no. the first team to come back from no. a 3 0 No. Will they win another game? No. I, I, Tomorrow's going to be the end. I agree with that. The Celtics and Heat are tied 2-2. Two two. Every game has been a blowout besides game three, which was a six-point win for the Heat. And it was a blowout until the Celtics almost came back and won. A lot of players are dealing with injuries in the series. I mean, Jimmy Butler has a knee injury. Smart's hurt. Robert Williams playing through injury. Tyler Hero's hurt now. This, the conference finals has been terrible so far. But do you still have the Celtics? Yeah. I do too. I think the Celtics won at six. The Heat are just too banged up right now. And I guess we'll see tonight. The NBA draft lottery took place. The Magic... Won the number one pick, followed by the Thunder, Rockets, Kings, who jumped up into the top four, which put the Pistons at five, then the Pacers, Blazers, Pelicans, Spurs, unfortunately, and the Wizards at ten. I was close in the Thunder getting the number one pick. Yeah. You know, if they wouldn't have done the stupid pre-thing for the TV crap, you know, the Spurs would have the first pick because they wanted him out. But honestly, I don't want the first pick. I'm happy with the ninth pick. Get Jalen Duran, please. The All-NBA teams were announced, and there is a lot of controversy. The All-NBA first team was Giannis, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum. Second team was Curry, Ja, Embiid, DeRozan, and KD. And the third team was LeBron, Chris Paul, Spinny P, Pascal Siakam, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. I'd like your thoughts on this, because I have a lot that I would change in these, but... You can go ahead and go first. I don't really... Not only, like, oh, just, like, huge. I mean, I don't know... I honestly don't know if Buckle's a first team All-NBA. Okay, mine would have been... Get rid of positions for the All-NBA teams. I mean, it's a positionless game anyway. Get rid of position because... There's no reason Joel Embiid should not be All-NBA first team. Yeah. They do finish second in MVP, but of course you can only have one center on it. And since Jokic won MVP, I would take I would take Booker, Luka, and Tatum off the one list and put in Embiid, John, Curry. I would put Tatum, Luka, and Booker on the second team along with DeRozan and LeBron. I mean, LeBron in his 19th season was second in scoring so many 30-point games. And KD is, KD would be three. I keep Chris Paul, Cat, sure, Trey, Siakam, I don't know. I think I put Jimmy Butler. Yeah. But that's just me. Of course, DeJounte to get a vote for All-NBA 13. And talking about DeJounte, the all-defensive teams came out. Giannis, Mikel Bridges, Rudy Gobert, I don't know how. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and 
Defense Player of the Year, Marcus Smart, highlighted the first team. The second team was Bam, Draymond, Drew Holiday, Matisse Thibel, and Robert Williams. Would you change any of this? Because I would. Actually, I want to go first. DeJounte got snubbed. He is the third player in NBA history to lead the league in steals. He has one of the highest defensive ratings in the league, and he's not on an all-defensive team. Like, yes, I'm kind of biased because I'm a Spurs fan. But DeJounte is one of the best point guards in the league. Behind Marcus Smart, he would be number two, in my opinion. For one, Gobert should not have been NBA first team. Draymond shouldn't have. He should make it, but he shouldn't have because they do miss like three months. That's just me, though. So, if you have anything. you agree DeJounte got snubbed? Yeah, he's second team, not first team. The thing for DeJounte, though... He was he had the third most votes like out of guys who didn't make the team. Like there were people ahead of I'm pretty sure uh Fred Van Vliet was ahead of him. I was like, what? Is he like six foot one? These voters are Terrible. just so bad. Who gets the votes? Who gets the vote? I don't know. I think it's like coaches, coaches players, and like the media. I mean, just like MVP, just like the All-NBA team, stuff like that. I don't know. They need to change something. Moving on to the MLB. The Mets, who have been on fire, suffered another pitching blow as Max Scherzer is out six to eight weeks with an oblique injury. But it looks like it's not stopping them. They're playing really well still. They have. Some other news. Josh Donaldson got suspended a game and fine for after a disrespectful comment towards Tim Anderson in which he called him Jackie, which the White Sox took as racist since... Tim Anderson said a few years ago that he is this year, this like new age Jackie Robinson. And Josh Donaldson isn't the most liked guy <laughs> in the MLB. So he probably did mean it as racist, but you know. Always just playing, hey, Jackie, you know, like, because Tim Anderson did say he was a modern day Jackie. Yeah, but it also led to multiple ejections in the game, and there was like three bench clearings. I'm pretty sure Yasmani almost beat a dude up. So, with his zero speed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Sox have won eight of their last ten. The Twins have won eight of their last ten. This is coming off of yesterday's standings when I made this, not today's. So I believe the Red Sox won last night, too. So Dodgers and Padres have won eight of their last ten. The Mets and Cardinals have won seven of their last ten. So for, for the Red Sox, they're finally out of last uh-huh. in the AL East. It's about time. Devers has been playing great. Everybody's been Trevor Story's been just... It's about time to book out. Raking. What, he has six home runs in their last four games? Yeah. Something like that? Well, it helps when you have three in one game. Kind of like a jock did. Yeah. I mean, they also won last night against the White Sox, like 16-4. to Is it 12-11 to or something? It was 16-4 to because I was facing the dude that had Dylan Cease, and the, he allowed like 12 runs in the first three innings. Yeah. So I'll look at the standings. The Yankees are running away with the AL East. They have a four-and-a-half game lead over the Rays. The Orioles are finally in last. But for the Orioles, Adley to get caught up. Finally. Finally. But and, of course, his first career hit was a triple. The same thing. Should have been a double because Brett Phillips couldn't pick up the ball. But you know who else's first career hit as an Oriole was a triple? Manny Machado. Don't get too high on him now. Don't speculate. I've been he- – I also hate Manny. I, I don't Manny. hate Manny. I, I love dislike Manny. Manny. But Adley's going to be a star in this league. He's going to be one of the best catchers. And the Orioles are going to be good in the future. I mean, they should be. They have so many top prospects. But it is the Now it's time to bring in Grayson Rodriguez. The AL Central, the Twins are running away with it as they have a five-and-a-half game lead over the Whites. This is very surprising. The AL West, the 
Astros and Angels are separated by a game. The Rangers are eight and a half games back, and the Mariners continue to struggle. They're three and three and seven in their last ten games. The Mets are running away with the NL East. Phillies and Mets play this weekend, including Sunday night baseball. The NL Central it's between the Brewers and the Cardinals. And the Reds are only five games back in the Pirates. Maybe you won't be last. The Dodgers and Padres are separated by a game and a half in the NL West. Of course, the Dodgers are 9-1 in their last 10 games, basically because they make it make it another win tonight because they play the Nationals again tonight, and you know the Nationals can't do anything right because they're garbage. But tell you a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at the best average in the league, it's Manny Machado at 368. I don't know what Kyle Lewis is on first with 500. I don't think he's played in as many games. Yeah. yeah. So, Machado continues to lead. Home run lead, Aaron Judge. Second, your boy Mookie. And one of my boys, Jordan Alvarez, who's having a very good year for the Astros. He's getting... Well, he's been struggling the past, like, six games. He's uh, he's getting overshadowed, though, by Jose Altuve, who's going on a stretch. Blackman's starting to get hot now, too. RBI lead is Jose Ramirez. With 43. Most pitching wins, Walker Buehler and Justin Verlander, who is looking like the AL Cy Young right now. A lot of people didn't think he would be. I didn't think he would be coming off Tommy John's, and I mean, the dude's like a thousand years old. But yeah. He's got a lot of motivation, though. Another guy who's been playing, Alec Manoa. Yeah. He's just, he's a stud pitcher. He has the third best ERA, I mean, at 1.62. Of course, Verlander has the best 1.22. And Nestor Cortez, he's had a great year. 1.80, he already struggled in his last game. But save leaders is Taylor Rogers. He has 16. Didn't hate him in the second. Yeah. Strikeout, Shane McClanahan. My sight. Some guys who got called up this week and last week. Christopher Morell made his debut for the Cubs. Nolan Gorman and Matthew Libertor finally got called up for the Cardinals. And Adley made his debut for the Orioles. They did update the MLB update of their prospect list after some of the guys graduated from it. So the number one overall prospect is still Adley. Number two is Riley Green. I want your thoughts on if you would change any of these. So Adley one, Riley Green two, Grayson Rodriguez three, Gabriel Moreno four, Volpe five, CJ Abrams six, Francisco Alvarez seven, Marco Luciano eight, Noel V. Marte nine, and Marcelo Meyer ten. Would you change? Marco Luciano is the nine top ten prospect right now. Not anymore. He's struggled pretty. He's really good in low A. When he goes up to the high A stuff, he's not as good. And Volpe, he's struggling this year, but his performance last year was what carried him that high. So who would you put up instead of them? I mean, you're not saying that Volpe is not a top 10. No. It's you're a, saying not a top 5. Yeah, not a top More 5. More than likely. Uh, Colvin Kale is a top 5 prospect. This, this kid has done nothing but just hit. And Tristan Casas is really good as well, but Colin Kales had Colin Kales to take over Volpe's spot in my opinion. They should like switch. Francisco Alvarez is an amazing catcher. Gabriel Moreno is amazing. Jordan Lawler also. He Jordan Lawler and Henry Davis both deserve to be up high. Well, Henry Davis is hurt right yeah, now. But before he got home, he's playing good. But yeah. Jordan Lawler, he's he's looking really, really good. He's looking better than Marcelo Mayo, Mayo, in my opinion. You know there's some a lot of guys on this that should probably be called up. Yeah. Like O'Neill Cruz. Should get called Brett back Brett Beatty soon. Yeah. Like, there's just so many. There's so many great prospects. I have a problem with it, though. 
for the national as a nationals fan. Jeremy De La Rose has been one of the best minor league players this year, and he's not 100, and he's 14 on the nationals rankings. There's like seven pitchers ahead of him, which we should just call up every pitcher because our pitchers are god awful. I mean, our best pitcher is I would say Josiah Gray, but after what he did last night, it was the Dodgers though. I guess we'll see what Eric Fetty does tonight against the Dodgers. And talking about the Nationals, some recent trade rumors have been circulating with the Nationals and Juan Soto. Of course, they could just decide to trade a lot of guys. I mean, Josh Bell could get traded. You could see possibly Strasburg if he comes back and is actually healthy. Plays he could get traded. Of course, Strasburg made a relief appearance last night in single A. Through 61 pitches, had three strikeouts. I don't believe he allowed any earned runs. So it's also single A. But he hasn't played in two years. Yeah. Three years. 2019, because it was in the World Series. Which he won World Series MVP. Of course, Nelson Cruz could also get traded. He's actually been playing better now. I mean, besides him getting hurt every other game. Like, he sprained his ankle the other day. I'm like, how do you sprain your ankle? I know it ain't from him running. Dude has, like, zero. Negative. He has negative speed. (laughs) But do you see Juan Soto getting traded? I know right now the Padres and the Blue Jays are very interested in him. I think he should get traded. If he wants to continue his career and be a big, big name, which he already is, he's already proven himself. Still very young, too. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is an MVP caliber player every year. And the reason why I don't think he's doing it this year is because I think he wants out. I think he's kind of pulling a James Harden. Kind of just. Don't you dare compare Juan Soto to James Harden. I'm not comparing them. Juan Soto ain't coming out in a fat suit. No. But if he does. He'll probably still hit 300. Yeah. But, yeah, they should trade him. I mean, he's wasting his talent there. He's wasting his career there. They're never going to do anything with him. I mean, he already has a World Series. Yeah. He's already helped the team. Time to move on. It's sad to say, but please, Washington, trade him. Trade him. The bad thing is, is that the Nationals are going to want so much for him. Like, these teams are going to have to give up their whole farm system, basically. Because, I mean, Soto is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Do you want to win now or do you want to win in the future? It's kind of what you're looking at for him. And, I mean, both the the, both I mean, win now the teams. Blue Jays, if they get him, I mean, they're so, the Blue Jays would be the best option because, I mean, their team's so young yeah. that, I mean, a lot of the guys in the minor leagues, they're not going to be able to call up and get them to start. I mean, besides... Uh, Moreno, the catcher, yeah. which they might as well call him up. I can see him trading like, like Jordan Groshans and Elvis Martinez and a couple other guys. I'm down for the Mariners to get him and we get some guys from them. Like J-Rod. No Elvis. Actually, J-Rod sucks right now. They'll probably give us Kalenic, who's batting like 130 and gets sent down. We need outfield help, though. I mean, hey, he does have a worse average than uh, Victor Robles. <laughs> How is that possible? Hey, Victor Robles is over 200. Wow. Moving on to the NHL. The Avalanche lead the, Bru- lead the Blues. <laughs> wow, I can't talk. Lead the Blues 3-1. to one. Of course, Jordan Bennington got hurt, and there was a lot of stuff happening in St. Louis because one of the Avalanche players ran into him, and a lot of Avalanche players got death threats after the game from Blues fans. And Colorado is actually working with St. Louis police to do something about it. So that's always nice. It's always St. Louis fans. Freaking St. Louis. So will the Avalanche close out the Blues tonight? Yeah. I agree. I mean, without Bennington, the Blues have no goalie. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win. Avalanche is just too deep, too. The Oilers lead the Flames 3-1. Last night they won 5-3. The Flames did have a, they cleared the puck 
And it was like a three to two game at that time. The Flames cleared the puck the full length of the ice and scored a goal, which was sad. But the Oilers were able to come back. Connor McDavid, I saw a stat. He has in like ten playoff games. This was before last night's game, but in his ten playoff games, he has twenty three points. That's unbelievable. Comparing that to other, I saw it compared to like NBA stuff. That would be compared to an NBA player averaging like 40, 10, 10 with five steals. I mean, McDavid is the best hockey player of all generation. Possibly ever. He ain't going to be better than Gretzky. I mean, who knows? He might. At the rate he's going, he needs championships, though. Yeah. And this Oilers team is very good. I picked the Flames to make the Stanley Cup, to make the Stanley Cup finals. But I, did, I thought the Oilers would choke. Because they usually choke. They're just like the Lightning. Yeah. Not the Lightning. The Maple Leafs. Sorry, I was looking at the Lightning. The Lightning swept the Panthers, which was very surprising because the Panthers are one of the best teams all year. I believe they were the best team all year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you, Jerry Dresch, were right. Yeah. And just wait until they actually don't wait till they have to play the Hurricanes and Rangers because this series has been a great series, but it's tied 2-2 two to two because neither team, neither team's goalies show up. <laughs> I mean, I think the first two games, what was it, like 9-8 to yeah. eight or something like that? And then like 7-6? to six? <laughs> It's like, come on. So you stuff to get up. One of these is going to play the Lightning. Yeah. So I saw the Rangers in the series. They have came back from a 2 0 though. Yeah. Moving on to other sports. Justin Thomas won the PGA Championship in a playoff over Will Zalatoris after rookie Mito Pereira double bogeyed the oh. 18th hole. Ew. For one, this is an unbelievable comeback from Justin Thomas. He was eight down with ten holes to play. Eight shots back. It's tied for like the third largest ever in like PGA history. In PGA major history. It's the largest comeback in the PGA championship history. And this just adds to Justin Thomas, who now has two PGA championships, I believe three major wins because he is one behind Jordan Spieth because they've been comparing him with Jordan Spieth and Jordan Spieth's still a better golfer in my opinion just Thomas has just been better recently and but for Mito Pereira it, it was it wasn't just the double bogey on 18 I mean he had a two-stroke lead leading into the final round and he shot five over in the final round and the 18th hole just shanked the drive dead right into the water, little waterway, she got small it. waterway, and he found it. She and drop. and then had to drop going in and looking for, tried to get it on the green, couldn't, rolled off the back, had to chip in to win it, didn't make it, had to putt it to tie with both Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris to make the play in, missed playoff, it. and missed the play. Was it a long putt? It was a long putt, but still, that that just sucks. After leading, and of course, the 72nd hole yeah. of the round. He, he is a very good golfer. He's a 27-year-old rookie, but he is a very good golfer. And of course, Will Zalatoris, this is, he's finished second in three majors now. He's knocking on the door. If he could just close it out, a lot of people are like, yes, he's going to win a major. A lot of people said that about a lot of guys. Yeah. You only get so many chances at winning majors. There's only four a year, and you got to... I mean, you can see, like, the drop-off in some golfers. I mean, Jordan Spieth, he's dropped off a lot. Dude won four majors in two years. Look at him now. He can barely make top ten. I He was my pick to win. And when I watched it, because I watched, like, all of it, Duke could not make a putt. It was embarrassing. And he, he was so in his own head. Another guy who I thought could have won it was Cam Smith. And he's one of the best putters in the PGA. And every time, just a lip out. 
And then the last day, almost hit a hole-in-one, lipped out. Like, that's just how his weekend's going. Of course, this weekend is the Charles Schwab Challenge. So, watch it. I might. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a very busy weekend in sports. I'll say that. Because Sunday, well, actually, we'll talk about it. Ryan Blaney won the All-Star race at Texas in a very controversial finish. First off, this is, the perfect thing is Ryan Blaney won the race because NASCAR was stupid and decided on the last lap, of course, the All-Star race, apparently, they have to end on green. They can't end on yellow. Why can't they do it for all the races, then? I don't know. Because usually, when you throw the caution flag with one to go... You just let it go. Yeah. And Ryan Blaney was coming out of turn four into, like, the restart zone... Almost to the checkered flag. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. hits the wall on the backstretch. There was two people behind him. They both got through. Nobody else. Nobody else behind him. NASCAR threw a caution flag. With Ryan Blaney that close to winning. So Ryan Blaney thought he won. Put the window net down. Team was celebrating on pit road. There's a restart. And you have to have the window net up in NASCAR. It's a huge safety hazard. And their rule book says that it has to be latched. You cannot latch it from the inside of the car. Like, it's basically impossible. Yeah, it is. And so, Blaney was trying. He was holding it up while going through the caution laps. And because if he would have came down pit road and got it, he would have... Dropped positions. Would have dropped all the way to the back. And they they didn't say anything about it. They let him race. He ended up winning. Denny Hamlin was not too pleased after the race. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with Denny. A lot of people don't like Denny because he complains a lot. But... Complaining about NASCAR rules, they have no idea what their own rules are because they don't enforce them. And this should have been enforced. But for one, it should have never happened to begin with because NASCAR just decides to throw the stupidest caution flag ever. Yeah. So I'm happy Blaney won. But also, Goodyear, get rid of Goodyear tires. These Goodyear tires are complete crap. I mean, how many blown tires were there? I mean, Kyle Larson... Kyle Busch. Which almost killed Watts Chastain. That was an unbelievable wreck. Yeah. It was fun to watch, but I was like, when Ross just like flew, yeah. I thought he was going into the catch fence. And well, I was like, if you looked at Kyle Busch's wheeling in the car, you could see the back of his cage, like yeah. back of the body cage, you know, with the cockpit. Yeah, you could see like the ball behind the like, Damn, I almost got hit in the head. I mean, it was a hard hit for him. It was an even harder hit for Chastain. Also a hard hit for Chase Elliott, who yeah. Ross Chastain just went through. I mean, he couldn't control he couldn't, his car. was yeah. in the air. Yeah. So, it's just a bad place. It's a bad, bad place. Yeah. So, luckily, everybody was okay. But, of course, the Coca-Cola 600 is this weekend, Sunday night. Of course, a, a great, a great race for them. NASCAR's longest race, 600 miles, 400 laps. Four stages, 100 laps each. Um, great way that NASCAR does with honoring the military this weekend. Who is your pick? Kyle Busch. I'm going to go with, I saw his car displayed. He's had a terrible year. He's one of your favorite drivers. Had a terrible year. I saw his car displayed. He's got the mobile, mobile one car, red, white, and blue. The horse on the side. It reminds me of old mobile one cars. I'm going Kevin Harvick. He's had a terrible year. I could see him winning. Thought time to break out. Both of us will be wrong, and it'll probably end up being Kyle Larson or Ross Chastain, who've just dominated the season. Yeah. Moving on, Scott Dixon won the pool for the Indy 500. Set the record. For a four-lap average at 234.046 miles per hour. Of course, earlier in the week, the record for a lap was set by... Who was it set by? I think it was Connor Daly. Yeah. And it was over 243 miles per hour by himself in practice. Just think when it's off of a draft. 
in the race. Indy 500, I took off for Sunday to watch this race because it's going to be a great show. Hopefully nobody dies. Yes. Because the speeds. Yeah. But also Jimmy Johnson made the final round of qualifying. He qualified 12th. So who is your pick to win the Indy 500? Mm. I don't know who's starting well. I mean, it's kind of hard not to go Scott Dixon. He just he dominates. Here, I'll, I'll look up. I mean, Scott Dixon's always a possibility. I mean, Scott Dixon's one of the best, if not the best driver ever. Yeah. An Indy call. No, I don't want much sports. So, Scott Dixon on the pool. Of course, they start three wide. So, it'll be Dixon, Alex Polo, Renus VK in row one. Row two will be Ed Carpenter, Marcus Erickson, Tony Cannon. Row three will be Pato Award, Felix Rosenquist, and Romain Grosjean. Row four will be Takuma Sato, two-time Indy 500. He did hit the wall. Yes, he did. Very hard. Will Power and Jimmy Johnson. Row five will be David Malukas, who I believe is starting in the back because he wrecked in practice. What about Colton Horner? Where's he at? Uh, Joseph Newgarden starts 14th. Santino Ferrucci starts 15th. Simon Pagano, 16th. Alexander Rossi, 20th. Alexander Rossi's been so bad. Colton Herta is starting 25th alongside rookie Scott McLaughlin and Elio Castroneves. I mean, he's won, what, four or five? Yeah, won there last year. Yeah. I'm going to go with Alex Palau. Dude's really good. I did not know Juan Pablo Montoya was racing. Former NASCAR driver. Former Indy 5, multi-time Indy 500 winner. Former Indy champion. Former Monaco winner. Just a very good driver. Yes, he is. I'm going with Alex Polo. He's very good. I'm going to go with I go with some guys starting in the back. I don't think any of these guys up front. I'm gonna go. I want Jimmy to win. Jimmy will get second. Jimmy will contend. He will contend. He loves Indianapolis. He's one of the, he's the second best driver at Indianapolis and in NASCAR behind Jeff Gordon. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go. He's starting ninth. Romain Grosjean, great driver. I'm glad none of us picked Scott Dixon because he'll probably win. Juan Pablo Montoya. He could win. I mean, he's getting, he hasn't drove anything in so long, though. You don't forget how to drive, though. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to F1. Max Verstappen won the Spanish Grand Prix. And, of course, Monaco is this weekend. Who is your pick to win Monaco? Of course, Monaco, the biggest race in F1. I'm going season. with Charles Leclerc. I'm going to go with Lewis Hamilton. I think he's going to finally break out. Mercedes looked better in Spain. They made some changes to the car. Of course, George Russell's been driving great. I believe uh, I believe Lewis had some problems with the car, though. I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton finally gets it done. I'm going to say 1-2 for Mercedes with Verstappen finishing third. It's my podium. And you can't say I'm picking Lewis Hamilton because he's like the favorite because... Technically, he's an underdog right now because Mercedes is just crap. Moving on to soccer. A lot of soccer stuff happening this week. Manchester City won the Premier League after a three-goal comeback against Aston Villa. It was an unbelievable game. I kept up with most of it, actually, through Twitter and Snapchat because, you know, they had Joel Embiid was tweeting about it and everything. So. Kylian Mbappe reached a deal to stay with PSG after reports that he would be leaving to Real Madrid. So, good for PSG to keep him. Still young talent. And Lionel Messi, there are reports out there. His agent has not reported it yet. They're believing that he has signed a deal with Inter-Miami, the MLS team, and he is going to sign a player-owner deal that gives him 35% stake in the team and he will start after his deal ends with PSG next season. 
in 2023. I'd well, love to watch. Those of us all the MLS tickets prices going up. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like what happened when Zlatan came over. Hey, get get Ronaldo over here too. Never know. Put him on the same team. I want to see Messi and Ronaldo on the same team. Be fail. I don't think it'd work out though. I think it'd work. Be the best soccer team ever. Thank you guys for listening. As always, come back here next Wednesday. Enjoy a very sports-filled weekend with MLB. You have the NBA playoffs. You have the NHL playoffs. You have the French Open. You have the Char Swab Challenge. You have all the racing events. So yeah, enjoy a great weekend and come back here next Wednesday. Peace.